two retired detectives that were in the thick of New York crime, fast and hectic. They got some stories and some jokes, even an interview with the most powerful folks. Off the cuff, off the cuff, one episode just ain't enough. Get a little laughter and an interview too. everyone and welcome to police off the cuff real crime stories i'm your host bill cannon i'm a retired 27 year veteran of the nypd and today i just want to report to you we've covered the Astro world concert on numerous other episodes but today unfortunately the 10th victim has died and it's even more tragic because this victim is a nine-year-old boy who was attending the concert with his father and he was on his father's shoulders when uh, his father was crushed in and he couldn't breathe and he fell to the ground, resulting in little Ezra also falling to the ground and he got trampled and he, he sustained injuries to his heart, his lungs and his brain. And he was on life support for, um, I guess, since the concert, since the concert had just happened, he was on life support. And there's the pictures on the screen of the, the 10 people, little Ezra is up the uh, third one from the left in the, t- in the top uh, row. It's just it's so, so tragic. Uh, in addition to these 10 people now ranging in age from 9 to 27, over 300 people were injured. So the news doesn't get any better with this concert. I'm going to play a little um, recording of, uh, of what happened, uh, the, the news recording, and I'm going to share it on the screen, and you're going to see uh a report from the local news on this walker ever was trampled at the astroworld festival after falling from his father's shoulders he fought to live his family tells us doctors placed him on a ventilator Ezra's name now added to the list of lives lost you're looking now at the pictures of those nine people who died as we're now being 10. KPRC2's Bill Barajas is live at the makeshift memorial near NRG Park. And Bill, Ezra's family says that he suffered multiple injuries, including swelling of the brain. Well, just heartbreaking news tonight. And those injuries you mentioned, a result of being trampled, his name will now be added to the list of victims, which is on display here at this growing memorial just outside NRG Park. He is the youngest of all 10 victims. The family's attorney, Ben Crump, confirming to us that his passing just a few hours ago. Little Ezra has been in the hospital since the night of the festival. His family telling KPRC he was on a ventilator and brain dead. According to family, little Ezra was on his father's shoulder during the show, but was trampled along with his dad when his father collapsed due to the crowd surge. Little Ezra had swelling of the brain and suffered injuries to his liver and lungs. The family's attorney, Ben Crump, who has previously filed a lawsuit alleging negligence relating to crowd control, failure to provide proper medical attention, hiring, training, supervision, and retention, which he claims led to little Ezra's death, released a statement saying in part, quote, Ezra's death is absolutely heartbreaking. We are committed to seeking answers and justice for the Blunt family, but tonight we stand in solidarity with the family in grief and prayer. And Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner also tweeting out the news just a couple of hours ago, saying in part, I am saddened to learn of Ezra's death this evening. Our city tonight prays for his mom, dad, grandparents, other family members, and classmates at this time. Live for now at NRG Park, Bill Barajas, KPRC, 2 News. So, folks, you could see uh, this, the tragedy just grows with this little nine-year-old boy. And with with these deaths of these people at this concert comes a lot of questions. Who, who is responsible? How many people are responsible? Is there criminal negligence? I mean, there's definitely negligence here. But we, we spoke about on numerous, uh, on other shows, of how people stormed the gates. And this concert was originally um, 
booked for 50,000 people. So they were allowed to sell 50,000 tickets. But thousands and thousands of people stormed the gates. And that that made it, and that was earlier in the day. So that made it that much more difficult. Uh, you could see uh, some pictures from, from the concert. That made it so much more dangerous and difficult for the people that had actually bought tickets because now you have thousands of unaccounted for people that security didn't account for that are now in the show. And, you know, early in the morning, some of these people stormed the gates. And you're talking about 9 o'clock in the morning. The concert didn't start till 9 p.m. that night. So what are these people doing for all those hours in between? I'm sure people are getting tuned up for the concert. That's a picture of little Ezra Blunt. And apparently he was a huge fan himself of Travis Scott and loved the music. And uh, he was on his dad's shoulders, as he mentioned before. And it's just a disgrace what happened to him. And, you know, many people will have to answer to this in, in the future. It's just uh, it's just a disgusting thing. And I'm going to play a little video of uh, Travis Scott uh, reaching out to his fans in regards. I'm sure that he uh, regrets a lot of things relative to this, what went wrong security-wise, what went wrong uh, in a lot of ways at this concert. And uh, I'm sure if he could take it back, he would. And, you know, everyone as 2020 hindsight and everyone would do things differently if they could joining the city of Houston in mourning today while an official search for answers gets underway it is important for us to ascertain from last night what took place what happened uh, where missteps may have occurred as Scott took the stage to headline his Astroworld Festival Friday many of his fans were being crushed in a sea of pain Pushing, pushing, pushing. We just watched the bodies just go past us unconscious. <laughs> With reports of people being trampled, unable to move and breathe, some unconscious and falling to the ground, EMS crossing dense crowds to reach them. Eight people died in the incident, all under 30. The youngest victim, just 14 years old. We're actually working right now to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time. Police are also looking into reports of a security guard who was stuck in the neck with a needle, falling unconscious and having to be revived by rescue crews. Could it have been that somebody was given some drugs and they passed out and then they were trampled? Or did they pass out because they were trampled? Police say they've improved security measures at the event over the years, adding more officers on the ground. But ICU nurse Madeline Eskin says the show was too crowded and people were trapped in the crush. If you fell over, it would have been a death sentence. Eskin says she fainted in the crowd, but her boyfriend lifted her over a fence to medics. If he would not have gotten me out of there, I would. I don't think I would have made it. Now, investigators are still trying to identify one of those eight victims and in a rare move are asking for the public's help to try and identify him. Additionally, investigators say they're reviewing all of the surveillance footage from inside this event to see if they can find out what set the crowd off. Hallie? Katie back live for us there in Houston. Katie, thank you. You know, folks, uh, that was a report from uh, approximately eight, eight days ago when this first occurred. Now, we've learned a lot of things since then, and many of the things that we learned is was how poorly uh, the security was at this show. There was reports that they were hiring unlicensed security guards at 17 an hour, and they were hired just that day. Uh, there was also reports that uh, many of the security were untrained and had no idea how to work a concert. One of the problems also was that these large pens where they put people in during these concerts were overpacked with people. And there should always be, when you put, when you're, you're anywhere at a large event, there should be areas of egress and areas of exit. So you should be able to access the location and you should be able to leave the location. When you can't do either, that's when you know you're in a dangerous situation. And if you're ever in that dangerous situation anywhere else, you, you should get out of there. Uh, because if you can't leave, if you can't get out of there safely, 
then who are you trusting your life to? The security sure as hell wasn't doing a, a good job in in protecting people. You know, it's so it's like you have to be cognizant of that because we all go to concerts, we all go to theaters, we all go to large venues. And one of the first things you should always do when you go to a large venue is to check where the exits are. That is so, so important to know if something bad happens, how can you get the hell out of there? And that's so very, very important. This is another video of a woman, uh, a, a, a woman who was a, an adult who was going to tell talk about her experiences at the concert. And it, it's, it just gives you a one-on-one -on -one personal uh, view of what someone's experiences were and a very reasonable adult, I might say. And I just, I think it'd be good to hear what she has to say. The Astro World Music Festival was by far the most traumatizing experience of my life. I'm a mother of two and I went to the festival alone by myself. So I never thought that by attending the festival, I was taking the chance that I would possibly not return home to my children. When I woke up Saturday morning, I found that so many people that I had spoken with in the crowd were exposed to so much trauma. I had I had no idea that people in the crowd had passed away that night. I was towards the front left-hand stage of the Utopia Mountain stage when Travis Scott began to perform. And the thing that stands out to me the most in my memory is that I remember being crushed from every side by human bodies all around me when he began to perform his first song. The crowd began to jump up and down. And with so many human bodies contacting your body from every area, with them jumping up and down, there's no way possible for you to maintain your footing. I was not able to stand on my own. We formed a camaraderie of sorts in the crowd to be able to hold one another up so that we do not go down. Um, by the third or fourth song, I remember trying to make my way out of the crowd. And I tapped a woman to the behind me, maybe about two people behind me uh, to the rear. And when I tapped the woman to ask her to please move out of my way, you can tell that she was kind of, she was kind of having trouble breathing on her own. The next thing I know, the woman began to have a seizure. She was there with her best friend. Her best friend just started screaming out, oh my gosh, she's having a seizure. Please someone get the medic. I'm looking around for the paramedics. I don't see anyone responding. The woman hits the ground and I'm the next person behind this woman. Her feet are next to my feet. The only thing that I can think of is if I trip over this woman's feet, we're gonna create a pileup. There's no way possible that I'm gonna be able to get out of this crowd. Thank God there were people around me to help me and, 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 and help me to remain stable. And the only thing that I, the only thing I kept reassuring myself is that if I can get out of that crowd with the dense air, with all of the heat, with everybody crushing me from every which way, then I'll be able to, to breathe, to return, return to, to normal air. And um, unfortunately I made it, I made it through the crowd. I fainted as soon as I got through the crowd. I believe that by the time I started trying to leave the arena was around 9.45 PM. I, I was caught in the I was caught in the madness and the mayhem until about 2.45 in the morning, not able to return to my children, no cell phone service, no way to Uber home, no way to contact anyone. There was no taxi service. So it was literally like I was trapped downtown by myself where I know no one, I don't know anyone here. So it was, it was truly the most traumatizing experience. And I had no way of even getting back to my car because where my vehicle was parked, I later found out that that was the that was a reunification site for the for the people who had who had lost their lives during the concert. So I was being I was purposely being rerouted from getting back to my vehicle because the the families needed to go and find out whether or not their family members were still alive where my vehicle was parked. What a harrowing experience! My God, uh, you know, luckily that this woman uh, survived. She got home to her two kids. 
But I mean, could you imagine being in a crowd like that, where you just you're just so squished in that, you know, uh, there's something where I don't know if everyone realizes that if you're not even medical personnel or you haven't worked uh, around uh, life saving, if your chest cannot expand to uh, when you inhale and exhale, you're gonna die. Uh, it's it's there's something called um, like restraint asphyxia. And if your chest cannot expand to the point when you take a breath in, and that's how people at people at these concerts, they get crushed to death and they, they cannot breathe because their chest cannot expand to allow them to breathe. Um, so it's a really scary situation. To hear this woman had no cell service. She couldn't get to a car. There were no Ubers around to, to take her home. A car where it was parked was being used uh, to uh, greet the families who have, may have lost people at this concert. Uh, just a exactly, uh, Princess Mitch, just a horrific situation. You know, uh, jitterbug, uh, th that is not okay. This was way out of hand before it started. That's terrifying to be crushed at a concert. It's insane. And, you know, and as Phil and I have covered this, um, this story before. And one of the things is that uh, this is not a, um, a one-off. This is, this didn't just happen. This has happened before in 1979. I had mentioned this before in Cincinnati, Ohio at a who concert, 11 people were crushed to death. And a lot of it comes back uh, to money. And at that particular who concert, they sold general admission. So people thought that if they got there earlier, they would get the best seats. So they, um, as a result, they all gathered around these doors to get into the concert, and they all started pushing. And the people in the front, they got crushed against the doors, and 11 people died. Uh, I had mentioned before, in 1991, uh, at CCNY in New York City, uh, Puff Daddy, who played, I don't know, the uh, the chronology of his name changes. He was P. Diddy at some times, Puff Daddy. His real name is Sean Combs. Sean Combs, he had um, booked a charity basketball game at CCNY, and they had oversold the concert. So there was a narrow hallway leading into the gym, and they had locked the doors. And people from behind pushed against people that were online, and nine people were crushed to death. And that was in 1991. Huge lawsuits. Uh, everyone, of course, um, was to blame. Uh, they they tried to blame the police department when the police department had actually nothing to do with the security. If you know anything about the history of the NYPD and most of the universities within the city, they don't want the police on the campus, and that happens to be the truth. So the police were outside of the show, and then they were asked as to why uh, they didn't go in once this problem occurred, and they, uh, the commanding officer very um, smartly said, well, we were afraid that if we went in, it would have created panic, and more people would have died. So they, uh, in, that, in that incident, um, the college was sued, of course, the security company, and even Sean Combs was sued, and he actually had to pay personally to some of the people's families that had lost their lives at that um, at that incident. Uh, what do we got here? Someone, Zoot C, I was going to read what you said, but this, here, here we go. Uh Big uh, doy out, I was in a death pit. Limp Biscuit came on and a surge in the crowd. We collapsed, boots on heads, girl killed. Sarah Malik had her body, crowd surfed to security. It's intense. You know, I, I mean, that was, I'm a little older than a lot of you guys. I don't understand that whole mosh pit thing where people just slam bodies into each other. But apparently it's a thing, you know. Uh, and it's, um, that could be very dangerous too. In, in this instance, there wasn't um, 91, I don't know if Mickey V, 91 Moscow, 
Metallica played for 1.6 million people, 53 dead. Is I don't know if that, in fact, is true. I can't verify that. But there's many of these large events. And you know where it happens uh, quite frequently is European soccer games. Uh, when the crowd gets disorderly and people get pushed up against the wall, and they've had this occur numerous, numerous times where many people had lost their lives. Um, folks, uh, if, if you like to listen to uh, real crime stories from a police perspective, then please uh, subscribe to Police Off the Cuff. Go on our YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. Uh, ring the bell and give us a thumbs up. That's the uh, Police Off the Cuff YouTube site. Um, Lisa Thompson, yeah, waves and moshes. Uh, Amber Buck, there are a lot of people at fault here for sure. Yes, and that's why there has to be uh, there has to be a very thorough investigation. Uh, and it it's you know when when these lawsuits are filed, they don't just sue one person or one entity. They sue they sue a lot of people. I'm going to play another video of someone else who lost a loved one at this concert. And it, it, it's always, it's always heartbreaking, but I think we need this to, uh, to realize how, what a tragedy this actually is. And that's why one of the reasons I'm going to play this, put it up on the screen. In this event, Travis Scott's team, the NRG team, everybody who was associated with this should be held accountable for the lives that were lost today. <laughs> and the day of, we're grieving, we're in pain. We want you guys to know our brother was the most amazing person ever to us, the closest thing. He took care of my father, my brother, my mother's over there. He died saving his fiance. He died trying to save his love of his life. We're all in pain. We all want you guys to empathize, pray for our family. We all want you guys to pray for the people that lost their kids, 10-year-old kids, 60, 23. I don't know the names, but we're, re we're really, really hurt. We're grieving with you guys, and we just want you to know we're here. We're going to stay here and we're going to get justice for them. We're going to make, we're going to make it happen. Doesn't matter what it is. And I don't know if my brothers want to say anything. But I, just, I just want my brother Thomas to rest in peace. I just want everyone to pray for my brother Thomas. I loved him so much. I'm sorry for everyone that's passed away. I just want peace for my brother. So please, everyone who's watching, pray for my brother and pray for all the ones that passed away. I don't know how everybody else passed away. My brother was lying on the ground. They were chanting to stop the event. Nobody stopped the event. Music producers, security, everybody. I was there. I lost my brother because of it. I lost my brother. He was 27 years young. He had a beautiful life. Man. 10 days, November 16th. So November 16th is my brother's birthday. And we're still going to celebrate it because he had some plans. And we want to still honor those for him. So everyone, just please pray for all the families, for our family. And just stay united. And we'll all get through this, hopefully. I appreciate you all coming out here and letting this known, bringing this awareness because this stuff is not easy to go by. There's a lot of people that were involved in this incident. And we need to do our job and play our part. And we need to stay united and bring awareness to this because this is not how you handle things. This is not how you do it. You go to a concert to have fun. You don't go to a concert to die. He could stop a show for his shoe, but he can't stop a show for people. It was it was upsetting. It was sad. I was seeing people get thrown left and right, stop girls, guys, everybody, little kids. We just want you guys to know we're grieving with you. We're going to stay grieving with you if there's anything. Whatever you guys need from us, we're here. I'm Basil. This is my dad, Mujahid, Amar, my little brother, Taha, my sister, Luz, 
in pain. She was stomped on, hit, punched, horrendous things were happening to her that I don't want to mention. But I want you guys to know we're trying to stay strong. My brother was trying to save her, and he did. He saved her, and it cost him his life. <laughs> Heartbreaking to see that. Uh, just, just unbelievable that uh, you know that this could happen. And uh, the, the, you know, one of the one of the the constants that you you hear and you see is that people they want justice. They know, they know there was negligence here. They know that there was improper security. They know there was lack of communication. They know that they're probably this concert probably should have been stopped before it ever started. Uh, when the police and the fire department saw that thousands of people stormed these gates, perhaps this show should have never went on. I mean, it's easy for me to say because maybe uh, if if they would have stopped the concert, they could have could have been a big riot because there was more than 50,000 people there. So, but it's just heartbreaking to hear these families talk and they absolutely know, uh, they absolutely know 100% God crying with them. No justice can be, their lives got stolen. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's just crazy. It's that, uh, yeah. Well, the the one quote that he said that the concert was stopped for his shoes, but not his fans who were begging for help. You know, one of the things I said, and and when I did that, we've done numerous shows on this, and I with I did it with Phil Grimaldi was that um, th- there was very lax communication, like when when they knew there was this major major problem, why didn't anyone communicate with the stage? And I don't mean directly with Travis Scott there must be a stage manager the stage manager must have either a cell phone or must have a walkie-talkie couldn't someone and I look I understand when you lose a crowd and you're among that crowd you're also thinking of your own safety and that's I'm talking about the security officers uh, the on-duty and the off-duty police officers uh the the fire department that was there, they're within that crowd. And they're probably just as scared being in that crowd as as many of the fans are, except they weren't in these pens. And being inside these pens uh, has to just be terrifying as people uh, are moving around you. Uh, Circa before, anyone who defends... Travis Scott are making a lot of money from him or stand to lose a lot of dollars when he goes down. Well, you know, a lot of these, these concerts, of course, they have insurance. Uh, when large mass, mass casualty events like these happen, lawyers sue everyone. They don't just sue one entity. They want to cover all their bets and they sue everyone. They're going to sue the police department, the fire department, the mayor, the venue, Astro World, uh, any security that they have. Uh, uh, anything that um, any uh, any insurance company that covers this venue, Astral World is a venue that's rented out for uh, major events. So yeah, uh, Bella uh, Bella Caramella, I'm losing faith in humanity. What is this world becoming? Well, this was a horrible event, you know, and these horrible events happen every once in a while, you know. Um, uh, Charlie Way, those cameramen taking video of gate crashing people, they should have reported it right away. I think the police knew about that because the, the fire department chief had commented on it that the, he, in fact, was considering shutting the concert down before it even started. Um, uh, Damon, very good, uh, very good point. Uh, what are the number of security per concert goers? Is there a law? You know, Damon, uh, I, that's a great question. And I would think if there's 50,000 people, there should be a ratio of security to concert goer. I think you're absolutely right. And just remember, there was also a great deal of off-duty and on-duty Houston police officers there. So they at, one po- they at some point, really, they lost this crowd. And I can tell you from being a retired police officer, 
Um, once you lose the crowd, you can't get it back. And so it's, it, it's crazy. Uh, as I said, once you lose it, there's no way you're getting that crowd to start behaving because there's going to be mass hysteria. There's going to be mass panic. Imagine being in one of those pens and you can't breathe and you can't get out of there and you don't know how the heck to get out of there. And your very life is dependent on the person next to you that if you fall or about to fall, they're going to lift you up. You know, there were reports that people were putting their arms in the air and they couldn't even put their arms down because there was no room. Once you gave up that space, once you put your arms in the air, there was no room to bring your arms back down. Amber Buck. So the chief of police said they communicated with the production team to stop because of what was happening. And they were supposed to tell Travis to stop and they didn't. They are being investigated. No, yes, they. everything is being investigated. This whole concert is being investigated. You know, Amber, one of the things, and anyone else that is listening now, one of the things is that in any kind of investigation where there's fatalities, everyone is going to try to cover their ass and to feign that they're not responsible. You see that at the... Um, the Rust movie set with Alec Baldwin and uh, the armorer, who everyone is trying to pin responsibility on. It may be her responsibility as well as the assistant director. And then the whole production staff, because it looks like that movie set, uh, that movie set wasn't uh, adhering to many rules. And I don't want to confuse everyone, but I'm just saying in this incident also, there's a lot of blame to go around. Tuamos Hollow, in the videos I've seen, there were people screaming for help. You can see in their faces in great pain, not smiling or enjoying the concert. Couldn't the security see that? Their faces were in pain. You know, Tuamos, uh, one of the things that we, we know also, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, one of the things that uh, we know now is many of the security people were not trained security guards. They, some of them were hired that day. And when, when, as I said before, when you lose the crowd, and they lost the crowd because in that one pen that was right in front of the stage, you could see how it was overpacked with people. And as the crowd surges and they start pushing forward, people start getting crushed. And then it's too late. I mean, the only way is to get to lift people out of there over the top, over the barriers. And that's dangerous too. But I saw some security guards actually lifting people over, over the barriers, and, and that probably saved their lives. You know, you see some of the, here's a picture here on the screen. One of the security guards goes into the crowd, and they're actually trying to lift people over the barrier to get them out of there to save their life. It's It's so... Uh, I mean, when you look at the density of that crowd, it is so thick. And think of, like, sometimes when things are really loud, you lose, um, you sort of lose where you are. You lose uh, where you are, wh what direction things are, because of, of, the, of the, the sound. It's so loud, and you get confused. And... I'm sure that's what the way it was with this situation. People were confused, and then they were scared. And when you're scared and you can't breathe and you lose consciousness, panic sets in, you know, and, and it's it's a really it's it's just a serious, serious, crazy situation. Um, complicated, who exactly is to be held accountable? You know, complicated, you have a good name. It's apropos to what we're talking about because, it is complicated as to who is going to be held liable. Will the artist be held liable for this? Absolutely. He's going to get sued. Will the concert promoters be held liable? Astral World, yes. Will the police be sued? Yes. Will the fire department be sued? Yes. Will local government be sued? Everyone is fair game in a situation like this because there's enough blame to go around uh, for everyone. Uh, Michelle... Uh, you know something, Michelle? That's an excellent point. And I, I wish I had the slide today to show you the setup of that concert. 
there was the stage and there was a huge crowd to the left, a huge crowd to the right. And there were two huge pens of people in front of the stage <clears throat> with a narrow walkway that security could go down between. But that those were the areas those were the areas where people could potentially escape and get out of there. But uh, there wasn't a good job done with areas of egress to get out of the location, areas of exit, uh, and for that matter, areas of entry. So when when people, you know, what if you had to, you know, a real world problem, what if you had to go to the bathroom? Could you get out of that that pen? No, there's no way you could get out of there, you know? Uh, Elizabeth K., uh, Travis Scott was told it was uh, MCE at 9.30 p.m., continued for another 37 minutes. I don't uh, specifically know what the abbreviation MCE is. I know that I think he was told there was a, a crowd, there was an emergency in the crowd and to stop, but he continued to perform. Uh, yeah, I think that I, I think you're right, and um, that's going to be a factor in the lawsuit also. K.H. Walker, my first year law contracts professor, wrote S-E-I-S on Blackboard on first day. Sue everybody in sight, but in reality, you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. We're a very litigious society in, in our country. Uh, uh, YouTube University, so many people should be held accountable. This show should have been stopped call off till the crowd regain themselves um you know i think that's easier to say than to do because in a concert like this if they would have just stopped the concert well in this instance they should but if they would have canceled the concert say they may have had a, a huge disorderly crowd because don't forget they had over fifty thousand people there and if they would have just uh canceled the concert with no explanation or anything uh, they may have had a, a huge disorderly um, crowd there. Uh, complicated. It is so sad to watch. The ambulance got stuck in the crowd. This is insanely crazy that he continued uh, through all this, but I feel he wanted all the chaos. Probably not death, but he got more hype. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I'm going to put up a, a little um, another little video up on the screen. Of um, hang on one second here. I'm going to put it up on the screen. of dystopia and the selfishness of those concert goers who push past people who are at risk just to get closer and closer to their favorite artist is a new level of celebrity worship and obsession and suddenly all of travis's lines about losing yourself to the rage and putting it all on the line for the joy of his concert's experience have a dark side you just can't look past anymore from the beginning just like all trap music his music had undertones of embracing the wild dangerous nature of music and nightlife with his debut album opening track leaving us with the question will he survive the rodeo these undertones of life and death being at stake that were just for the added drama at the time feel so much more well you could you could see that uh this is getting a little over dramatic but what what whatever his message was uh, as an artist uh it surely was um, a horrible day for everyone that was there. You know, as 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 was said in a, a lot of people at this concert and people that lost loved ones, people go to a concert uh, to enjoy themselves, you know, not, not to die, you know, and that's the last thing on your mind that you could potentially uh, that you could potentially get hurt and lose your life at one of these things. That's that's the very very last thing you would ever think but uh this in fact could happen in houston turned deadly officials launching a criminal investigation into the chaotic concert that left at least eight people dead and many others hurt 50,000 fans gathering to see rapper travis scott a houston native and astroworld founder perform as he took to the stage around 9 15 p.m the crowd, as seen in this Apple Music live stream, pushing their way forward, 
forcing people into the barricades. Our barricade even started to break yeah, and the security had to come over to us and like start strapping the rails. People unable to move, some collapsing to the ground. 19-year-old Quentin Savage was trampled on while trying to pull his brother out of a human body pile. I was telling people like there are dead bodies over there and nobody believed me. Crowd chanting, stop the show. Scott still performing throughout the chaos. In this video, a seemingly unconscious man is carried through the crowd as Travis Scott looks on nearby. At one point, Scott even seemingly acknowledging an ambulance on the scene. It's an ambulance in the crowd. Whoa, whoa. He noticed some people were like passed out. But as he resumed, fans are hurt pleading for help. This woman climbing the stage platform, pleading with the camera crew to stop the show and help. A security guard lost consciousness after being pricked in the neck by a substance requiring Narcan to be revived. By 9.38 p.m., police declaring the scene a mass casualty incident. Shortly after, Scott pausing his song Skeletons to acknowledge someone in distress. We need somebody to help him. Somebody passed out right here. But police and medics seem tending to fans even as the show carries on for nearly 40 more minutes. Amidst the chaos, Drake joins Scott on stage. He posted these images from the night on his Instagram. I'm honestly just devastated. and I could never imagine anything like this just happening. The 30-year-old Scott addressing the tragedy to his 43 million fans on Instagram. My fans really mean the world to me, and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. Kylie Jenner, he shares daughter Stormy with, commenting, quote, I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and in no world would have continued filming or performing. We will always celebrate you. You're in heaven, mijo. Memorials honoring the victims with flowers and grieving notes. He was talking to everyone how excited he was to be there and to go, and he was saving up money to go with his best friend Jacob, who also had passed away. Among those who died, Danish Beg, 27, 16-year-old Brianna Rodriguez, Axel Acosta and Franco Patino, both 21, and 23-year-old Rudy Pena, along with Jacob Jurenic. And 23-year-old Arturo Sanchez was also in that crush of people, suffering a heart attack during the melee. A nurse who didn't want to be identified saved his life. Oh my God, I'm so we were there as the one strangers reunited for the first time since the tragedy. How many people did you try to help? I helped three others. But it's, it's kind of a, like a prioritization thing. You have to move on to the ones who can survive. And this is it. These are the people who survived. <laughs> the Houston mayor is vowing a thorough investigation into what happened at this event. A concert goer who suffered broken ribs and multiple broken bones filed a million-dollar lawsuit Sunday against Travis Scott, Live Nation, and show organizers, referencing chaos at other Travis Scott concerts. It's happened before. History has repeated itself. And we hope that by filing this lawsuit and the many other lawsuits that are guaranteed to follow, that Travis Scott and other artists like him understand. Concert goers want to be safe. We heard from so many people who were at this concert event and they were talking about the, the crush of people and how they literally were fighting for their lives to get out of that crowd. Robin, they said that this simply should not have happened. Marcus, thank you. You know, folks, how, how tragic just to watch this, the recount of all the horrible things that happened, the people that lost their lives over going to a concert, just uh just crazy just really really crazy and to look at the uh this is the list of the 10 people now uh that died ranging in age from nine-year-old ezra blunt uh to 27 uh 27 year old uh danish uh bog so nine to 27 10 people and you know, over 300 people sustained injury so it's just it's just a horrendous horrendous situation and one of the reasons i covered this today is because uh little nine-year-old ezra blunt was added to this list of what was nine is now 10 people that lost their life from this astro world concert and i mean there's a lot of things that um there's a lot of things that we need to uh, look at with this and a lot of lessons to be learned. And some really tough calls sometimes have to be made by uh, the police, the fire department, the authorities. And if they need to, to cancel a concert like this because 
it's potentially dangerous or even deadly, then they need to do that. You know, they need to cancel it because, you know, look look at the results. Ten people dead. I mean, and as as, as is reported before, that this isn't a one-off. This has happened before. So we concentrate on our police, our fire department, our security experts to protect us. And were they remiss in protecting us in this incident? Uh, I'd have to say so, you know. Uh, complicated. It appeared to me he got more hype as he went on. It's heartbreaking, and I'm thankful you're keeping things in the reality perspective in hopes this will help future gathering. This story needs to stay. Yeah, it needs to stay on the uh, on the front burner, that's for sure. Um uh, I've heard reports of witnesses saying they genuinely believe more people have died from that festival. I feel like authorities are being forthcoming about the number of people who died that night circa before. Um, I don't see why at this point they would hide that or if they could hide that. Uh, It's so in the public consciousness now. Uh, uh, Kathy Knight, Travis called the people who would die Smurfs because they turned blue from lack of oxygen. I don't know if that's true or untrue. I, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to keep this just, you know, uh, on a professional level. Not that if he calls them that, uh, then that's what they're called. But I'm not. Uh, that crowd, uh, Sleeping Beauty, that crowd looked like it was being assaulted with infrasound. I don't know what that really means. But there was uh, there was such a huge, huge crowd that uh, when a surge occurs, People have nowhere to go, you know. Yeah, the nurse that was uh, that has been publicized with saving people's life, 100% she's a hero, unbelievable. And I'm sure there's many heroes from that night, from EMS. Uh, I, I had watched an interview with an EMS guy who was uh, saving people's lives, and he had to leave to go help someone else. And as he was going to get some of his supplies, and he was coming back, he had other people passing out other people dying right in front of him so he had to go to what was the most serious situation uh bella caramella yeah i don't know if uh the number of deaths is more i don't know i haven't heard that what we have heard is that 10 people have died thus far uh the youngest being a a nine-year-old and his, his name is ezra blunt and he as i reported i started the show with this report uh uh, BK Sal Cook, why would the news lie? You tell me. Uh, I don't. I don't see the news lying. If if more people died, I think they would report it. But Ezra Blunt was. He's the youngest one who lost his life. He's nine years old. He was on his father's shoulders watching a concert, and his father got was getting crushed, and he lost consciousness and fell down, and that's how Ezra wound up on the bottom of the pile, where he was crushed to death. He he had head injuries lung injuries, heart injuries, and he was uh, put on a respirator and uh, he succumbed. They put him in a a coma, in a self-induced coma, and he died yesterday. So he's the 10th person that died uh, that died at this concert. Uh, Swimmer 88, I think there were more people injured than reported. Why are there more press conferences by the police? The police were taking selfies. I, I I heard that. I mean, uh, Linda Mosley, the fire department was not allowed to go in before or during the concert. I don't know if that's true because I know the fire chief, he uh, became aware of people crashing the gate and he was actually going to um, shut the concert down before it started. And now you got to real, you got to realize the amount of money lost and the the heat he would take for doing that and uh i don't know exactly the whole um the whole report of that but the fire chief has gone on tv and spoke about it and um it's a horrendous situation um amber buck i can't imagine being in that position uh of the EMTs where you have to decide between who to help first. Yeah, well, that's called um, triage. You treat the people that are uh, that are in the worst condition first, you know. And um, 
So, you know, I just, one of the things I wanted to say was, what did we learn from this? Have we learned anything for future concerts? Have we learned uh, not to oversell? Or, or if people sneak into a concert, maybe to cancel or postpone the concert or address that? Uh, have we learned not to squish your large amounts of people into pens? One of the things that I've learned from doing this, uh, this very particular story, is that one way they make the most money at concerts is to try to sell general admission and have people standing in a huge space because they don't take up as much space as a seat does. But to be in a seat is much safer. You also have your own space. But if you're in these large pens where everyone is freely just moving, or not even freely, they couldn't move, you can't control the behavior of the person next to you, or you can't control the behavior of the people 10 rows behind you who, if they decide to push forward, you could lose your life. So these are some of the things that they have to face in the future relative to large gatherings, large concerts, large concert security, large concert policing, a fire department having enough EMS, having areas that people can get out if they have to. You know, there has to be bigger areas to walk down an aisle, aisles between more than just a center aisle and a side aisle. There has to be multiple areas to, to get out of there because there clearly wasn't. And I'm sure a lot of people that were in those pens would have chose to get the hell out of there if they could have. But in fact, they just could not leave. Uh, so it's just, it's a horrendous situation. Uh, Kenzie Tyler, I saw all these videos. You mentioned my opinion. Travis was 80% to blame. The videos are, are true. Is that what you mean? Um, look, I, I can't put a percentage of liability on something. Uh, that's why there's lawyers, there's courts, there's judges. Uh, yeah, I, I think that you can't really put a... Uh, Lisa Mosley, yeah, a News Nation did an interview with the fire department and the chief spoke about it and spoke, spoke about the fact that he was considering canceling the, uh, the concert because of dangers that he saw. Uh, uh, Lady Catherine Perry, uh, thank you, Bill, for a nice, calm, peaceful explanation with reason this afternoon. I, you know, I, I don't think you can, in these situations, the most horrendous thing is that there are 10 families right now that lost loved ones that is going to impact them not just today, not just when it occurred, but for years and years to come. You can't replace a loved one, you know? So is everyone um, is everyone pointing fingers? Uh, people, yeah, I mean, you could see that that, that family uh, with the whole, when the whole family spoke, they were super upset, you know? Um, Stacy Forrester, this is weird, but I feel like the damn timer they had out to see the minutes and or seconds till he went on stage just made a rush much worse. You know, one of the things that I keep repeating, and I keep repeating it from my time on the New York City Police Department and having worked among and amidst huge crowds, sometimes huge disorderly crowds, sometimes crowds that intended ill harm to people, that once you lose a crowd, and I see Lieutenant Pete Pranzo in the uh, in the chat, and he'll agree with me here, I think. Once you lose a crowd, it's impossible to turn the stopwatch back and get that crowd back. So it's important uh, that before you lose a crowd, you you don't get to that situation where you could lose the crowd. You prevent this before it in fact can happen, you know, because there's nothing worse than losing a disorderly crowd. And even not just for you, but the poor people that are among the crowd. Um, Kenzie Tyler, they need to reduce the amount of tickets sold, add more security, et cetera, really more everything. You know, we, we use the expression on this show all the time is that we all have 2020 hindsight and we all know what happened, right? but we didn't recognize it. Maybe the professionals 
didn't recognize it before it happened. So if they could have recognized it before it happened, maybe this could have been uh, prevented. Um, you know, Catherine D., you're 100% right. I saw that video of them. Not, they didn't just crash the gate. They knocked those fences down, and I think it was in the VIP area. And at the time, there was two or three mounted cops, you know, horses. And the crowd just ran past them, too. They couldn't. There were so many people. There were thousands of people that crashed that gate that even you needed a show of force. They needed, you know, they need 40, 50 police on horses, not two. You know, because you get a crowd of thousands, two horses isn't going to stop them, you know. Uh, Timothy Hassan. Uh, Timothy, I wanted to read what you just wrote. No, oh, here you go, Timothy. Uh, Bill, Travis Scott has a history of revving crowds up, even encouraging violence. He should be charged. Well, look, th that'll be part of their investigation. Look, rap rock and roll, music in general. Uh, we all go, we want to get revved up, you know, rock concerts too. The crowd gets revved up and you're there to have a good time. And uh, people repeated numerous times, no one goes to a rap concert or a rock and roll concert to lose their life. So, you know, this has to be, uh, this all has to be weighed. Uh, this has to be weighed against having a good time and keeping people safe, you know. And that's what we weigh it against. Swimmer 88, the poor families and those lives were lost. I can't even watch the video of the concert. It seemed like a living hell. At least it, uh, this is what the survivors are saying. I'm sure it was not fun to be in that concert uh, at all. You know, um, it's, uh, be, look, I, for one, don't like big crowds. And maybe that's from my police background, my police training. I do not like to be in, in the midst of uh, of crowds. Beth, festival goals. Teach the crowd at the start of the show to respect each other's space. Help one another. We're here to have fun. Then proceed with the show. The artist would say that. That, you know, would that help? Can't hurt. You know, it can't hurt to make announcements like that. It can't make it can't hurt to make announcements of, you know, be courteous, respect other concert goers uh respect people's personal space but this was oversold this wasn't this was a i shouldn't say oversold this was over people crashed the gates so i don't know how many more people were there than they sold tickets so you know that's um chick eastwater the travis scott astral world festivals i'm sorry the Travis Scott Astroworld festivals have been happening around the U.S. since 2017. But nothing like this has ever happened before, right, Chick Eastwater? Uh, so, you know, this is a, this is a huge tragedy. Uh, Elizabeth Kay, if there were a director who signaled him to continue, they should also bear responsibility. Yeah, I think, you know, there's going to be a huge... Uh, investigation into this case angie brisino that means watch out for your neighbor concert why don't you almost aren't you always supposed to watch out for your neighbor isn't that one of the things that i don't want to get too religious in the bible love thy neighbor like, like thyself isn't it say something like that and i'm not one to quote the bible but i i remember that from my religious studies that my mother forced me to go to uh so um so, folks, I'm coming up on an hour. I just wanted to come on uh, today. And I'm actually going to be on again tonight with Phil Grimaldi with Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. And I just want to put this on the screen to memorialize these 10 people that lost their lives during this concert. Um, but tonight um, we're doing a show um, on... Uh, some on on summer excuse me the on summer wells the missing five-year-old but don and candace wells appeared this week on dr phil so we're just going to cover that and and speak upon uh if there's anything new did they come out with anything new was there any new findings by dr phil uh and that's what the show is going to be about uh tonight
So all you folks that were in the chat that uh, listened to me uh, talk about this case, and I think it's a very important case because we want to make sure that this uh, never, ever happens again. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And again, if uh, you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff, just go on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button, uh, ring the bell, give us a thumbs up. And on behalf of Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories, I'm your host, Bill Cannon. Have a great day. And hopefully I'll see you tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my co-host, Phil Grimaldi. Thanks for watching. One episode, just ain't enough.